sun <laughs> this is trice talk for a sunday night march the 21st i believe it is and i'm donald wayne dennis lee hey dennis lee is i heard a crackle there i don't know if that's on your side or my side crackle uh, a crackle uh, uh, like run away a and, and this is eric by the way Hey, Eric, by Eric, the way. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, by the wayside. Well, uh, and um, in case anybody missed it, um, happy 100th episode to Tall Tales in the Rabbit Hole. And oh, be on the lookout for that show to be published. Right, Dennis? Yes, yeah, sir. Thank you so much. Thank oh, was that so 100? Much. I didn't know that. I was 100 tonight, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, even with my technical difficulties. But we kind of retooled at the opening and to uh eric's uh suggestion and i have really enjoyed it so thank you eric well let's fill this live cast shall we <laughs> yes hey jess duck well hey jess duck still walking on the sun there i guess hey guys y'all yeah y'all. well you know hey <laughs> Hey, boys. <laughs> just just take a seat. Take a seat. Well, made it to Sunday. I know, right? Despite everything that's trying to keep us from making it to Sunday. Oh, well, everything going okay, Donald Wayne? Oh, or are you just yeah. talking in the world-wise there? Yeah, just the world and... Yeah, we had a, a an association meeting today uh, for the uh, oh, no. subdivision, and it's almost like politics all over again. And now I know why the world is going to crap. <laughs> 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 I, I can see it firsthand. Uh, yeah. It's just this. It's uh. almost a, it's a mirror image of the same attitudes that we see in our society, you know, as a whole in the country today, right now, it's just, uh, it's spooky. So now I know where some of this is coming from. So, well, it doesn't take much. Um, were they wanting to cancel something there in the neighborhood? Oh no. They're just wanting to give, give free this and free that and take it out of the dues and raise the dues and, no, why not? And, uh, you know, uh, just I won't go bore people with a list of things, but it's it. I swear it sounds like it sounds like the federal government. Hey, why don't we include this? Well, we deserve this. Well, and I'm like, basics, man, basics. <laughs> but, Jeez. you know, what can I say? It it 
was one of those moments that just the light bulb came on and said, I can see it firsthand now. Now I know, now I know the people that voted for so-and-so and so-and-so. Oh, I can see yeah. them sitting in my, in, uh, in the group in front of me. Mm-hmm. Now, now they've been identified. <laughs> yeah, well, so have we. <laughs> so right. I'm, I'm sure there'll be some kind of things in the yard and <laughs> in the trees, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I'll just make just sure to keep the, the, the shades closed. <laughs> don't know who they're messing with. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Bring it on. Um, but it, yeah, it's been a, I mean, it's been kind of a interesting week end, uh, with stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Everywhere. And, um, this, I don't know if you were going to mention this, but I saw, and it's rare that I ever see anything like this, but a volcano was erupting on, um, <laughs> Nor- was it Norway? Or Iceland? Yeah, it's, uh, uh, no, Iceland, sorry. Yeah. Iceland, okay. Iceland, not far from the actual um, capital of Iceland. And, you know, uh, I touched on that earlier, but there's been over 10,000 um, earthquakes that they've had in that region since last Wednesday. So, you know, they were saying, look, something's about to pop. And lo and behold, this volcano erupted um, near the 20 miles away from the capital. Um, and it's been dormant for the past 6,000 years. Well, I was going to say, you don't ever really think of volcanoes erupting, you know, in areas like that where it's so cold and a lot mm. of ice cover and everything. So I was kind of surprised when I saw that. Uh, but I think they said that when I saw the article, they said that the flow was slowing down. So I guess maybe the, the threat is over more or less. Um, yeah, they said there was real, no real threat to anybody there at the Capitol. Um, this is kind of cool to look at. And they said it could be, it could stay active for the next couple of days or the next month or so. They're, they're not really sure yet. Well, I mean, you'd hate for people to, I mean, I personally, I would never try to live near an active volcano or even an inactive volcano. I mean, look what happened right. to the people in Pompeii. Um, uh, remember that in history, that island Krakatoa that, I mean, it, it completely blew the entire island up. I don't know if people were living on it. I don't remember whether that was part of the story, but it, that, that explosion was felt hundreds of miles away. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, they, they say, you know, we're overdue, um, a massive eruption, like a super volcano type eruption. Um, but you know, geologically well, on, on that time scale, it could be the next million years. Yeah. Mount St. Helens was what in the eighties. Was that when that occurred? I believe seems like, um, I don't think yes. it was seventies. Yeah, it was in the late May 18th, 80s. 1980. Yeah. Oh, it was 1980. 1980, okay. even. Old huh? man and Grammy live not far from there either. Oh, really? wow. Yeah. Uh, watching the uh, time lapse of that video is awful, is awful cool, too. Just to see the whole, you know, side of that volcano just blowing off. 
Yeah, there were there There's was been a lot, lot of, of volcanic activity lately. Maybe that's a sign. Oh, we've got more signs than that, Donald Wayne. Maybe, maybe Mother <laughs> Earth is 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 you know basically pissed off that <laughs> things are going the way they're going. And she should stay pissed off. I if if really. Mother Earth is political, I guess I should say. We, uh, Gaia. Uh. <laughs> Gaia, <laughs> Gia, Gia, or Gia? Gaia? I don't know what, which, which, which one are you referring to? I don't. Know. Which, which description <laughs> is that? Greek? <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember now. It may be okay. Greek. Yeah. Well, all right. Anyway, all that from earthquakes or, or volcanic eruptions. It doesn't take much, does it? Just to go down no it does not go down an alley what was that what i don't oh, know that was on my end sorry oh <laughs> um <laughs> so let's see where are we what is this this is actually episode 113 for us who did this to me 113, uh, 113. and it is 11 13 wow that's uh Go get a lot Talk about time. a numerical I, coincidence. I should have I know, said right? that a little sooner. Well, I know. Is it eleven thirteen? Yeah, it is. It'd by be the some computer, kind of pagan ritual going on now. Uh, there'll be some goats <laughs> and stuff out in the front yard shortly. But oh my! If Poetic is the listening to this published episode on on playback, hopefully she might be able to translate in. Come on, the next show. Right. Who is that? Yeah, those goats. <laughs> Poetic is the host of the podcast show, The Holy Shift. Oh, okay. Oh, she's into that numerology. Right, right. All right. Well, that's that's above my pay grade. Although I I used to pay attention to astrology a lot. Well, well, she does a lot of reading on it, I would imagine. I mean, I, I actually one time in my youth uh, read my all the characteristics characteristics of my astro- astrological sign, and <laughs> it was amazing how many of those things seemed like that they were relevant. But then, if you read articles about that, they say, well, you know, these people who design all those things and set them up really look for, you know, kind of general things that they could lump in there so it'd be easy for somebody to fall into a category but i used to think that there was some credence to some of that but i don't know i've I've grown kind of away from that Hmm. although i think i still have my poster with all the uh, astrological signs on it somewhere in a closet (laughs) yeah we 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 go over the zodiac symbols and 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 different stuff like that over at Tall Tales here and there. It's interesting. Yeah. It's not satanic. Um, well, no. I think it's frowned, frowned upon. So, Well, you know, it, some of the things that they say, like, uh, you know, certain signs should not mix with each other, more or less. <laughs> certain signs aren't compatible with each other. Um, I find that to be fairly true. After, yeah, I, afterwards. <laughs> yeah, afterwards. Why, why didn't you have that knowledge before? Oh, oh so God. an Aquarius and a, and a uh, uh, I don't know a Leo just don't work. So yeah, 
but age of aquarius oh i wish i had that i actually have that album <laughs> i like the version that they sing on the end of, at the end of um 40 year old version a virgin i don't i don't remember that one 40 year old virgin they played that song i, I don't yeah, remember well, they that. did uh, they did the whole little dancing scene at the end you know and all the characters are dressed like like hippies, and that's pretty cool. Gee, I don't know what I was doing at the end of the movie then. Is it while the credits are playing or something? I, you might have been asleep, probably. I might have. I mean, I, I laughed at that movie, but I don't remember that song for some reason. Well, let's see. Uh, just a little bit of news on this end. Um of course, it, it became spring officially yesterday. I don't know if you talked about that. Uh, I did not. Tall tales, but yeah. I, it's, it seemed like it's early for me for it to be spring. But, I mean, we've had spring-like weather here in the last week and a half or so, except it did get a little, got, got a little cool spell the last few days. But uh, it just seems like it's too early for spring. But, well, it's supposed to stay cool in our neck of the woods this week. I mean... Highs are only supposed to be in the mid sixties. Well, yeah, and it's supposed to rain a fair amount too, I believe, isn't it? Yes, sir. And um, we'll be moist, indeed. It'd be moist. Well, snow that, again. Oh, just stuck. I mean, y'all are getting hammered over there. I mean, with snow. Um, aren't you glad you're back in Colorado where you can deal with some more snow? Right. <laughs> um. We uh, we officially sent out our our new prizes. Um, uh oh! The the Trice Talk uh, distressed ball cap uh, went out. Uh, sent out a couple yesterday. One two just stuck. That should be getting there. I think yours takes a little longer. Uh, they said something like Thursday or Friday of the week. But uh, also Cummings gets one for naming uh, Wacky Wednesday. That's what he chose. He wanted the ball cap. So uh, they'll be going out. That's and there's cool. actually, I don't know if you've seen it, Dennis Lee, but there's actually a picture of it. I on, did. I saw it on Twitter, actually. <laughs> on the dog. <laughs> on, the, on, on, the, on the fluffy dog. I did. I did. That was cute. With the big nose. <laughs> yeah. 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 She, um, I'm always putting stuff on her <laughs> to take pictures. And I thought, well, instead of just having the ball cap sitting on the, on the, uh, counter i'll i'll put it on uh, maggie and so she modeled it for me mm. but do you put do you put like clothes on maggie do you put like you know sweaters and stuff on her i mean i know well, she has a christmas you know, sweater I, uh oh, I, okay well sometimes well. she'll uh get into my stuff and uh especially if it's in the floor i have put t-shirts on her uh i have one with donald trump on it and i put it put her in that t-shirt and then took a picture of it but uh yeah occasionally just playing around she's she's so good-natured about that kind of stuff she's used to me doing that kind of thing with her but uh yeah hmm. occasionally but we don't dress her up you know no no shorts and socks and shoes or nothing like that oh okay <laughs> just well, hats, I mean, I, I, hats and t-shirts I, I, Okay, yeah, we used to 
the missus had a sweater, you know, a football type sweater jersey looking thing that we used to put on Frankie, you know. So <laughs> I, I think it's, it's kind of cool. But yeah, the shoes and, and stuff would be a little bit different. <laughs> but she is a big you dog. Never, She's, never like her paws could just about uh, almost fill one of my shoes. I mean, she has big feet. So, and how old is she now? Uh, she was two years old. Well, we got her in um, February, I think, of 2019, I believe. And so she was only about six or eight weeks old at that time. So she's a little oh, over wow. two years old. Yeah, a young, a youngling. Um, oh yeah. Up. Oh. Thank you very much. Did you hear that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> being, hear what? Being called. Um, oh, anyway, you're being summoned. So we'll have uh, for you know when we do, you know, a little contest. You know, the smaller contest. We, we'll have those available to give out as a prize. Or of course, we still have some of the uh, coffee mugs as well and be looking at some other things coming up for April. Um, that's a pretty good site to get these things. So, Oh, wow. Hey, Alpha Mike, welcome. Hey, CCE8WY, blah, blah, da, dee, dee, dee. Welcome. <laughs> 7H8. Yeah, I, I can't read many, all that. Too many. It's too yeah, many. I, I need that one over on the other screen where I can just kind of widen it with my, you know, it's a touch oh, screen. Thank you, Eric. Those are probably being guests that have those kind of um, names. Those you know. those names? Yeah, okay. those names. All right. Um, well, let's see. Uh President Harris was trending on Twitter Thursday afternoon after Joe Biden delivered some comments about the vaccine distribution. You know, they were here in Atlanta. Was it Friday? They were here or Thursday afternoon. I guess it had to be Thursday. It was afternoon. Friday. Was it? I, yeah, it was Friday. So I wonder why these comments were from Thursday comments of uh, comments about the vaccine distribution during which he gave the VP an accidental promotion. <laughs> oh, okay. That was before he came to Atlanta. Um, if it was an accident and I actually have that, you know, he, um, he keeps referring to her as, as the president, but did you see the clip of him when he was here in Atlanta and, and when he said, uh, that she's smarter than he is. Did you see that one? No, I didn't see that, but I did hear that he actually fell um, trying to get off the um, Air Force One. I thought it was going on the Air Force One. Oh, was I've it going one, on? Well, I've yeah, seen the one where he fell on. twice going oh, okay. up the stairs. There's also, there's also somebody posted something on Twitter, and they've got Donald Trump. They show him hitting a golf ball, and then they cut over to the clip of Biden tripping and the golf balls hitting him in the back of the head and which knocks him down on the, on the, uh, oh, stairs <laughs> and it just well, kind of repeats. And that's pretty, that's pretty funny, but, um, there's, there's just, you know, it's, it's getting bad. It's getting bad. It's, it's not getting it. It's not getting any better. Not get. And I actually noticed today they had a, I was watching something on Fox and they had a still photo of, 
Biden, but on the still photo, his little beady eyes, they kind of they kind of were glowing. I don't know if it was the TV or the uh, you know the signal or whatever it was, but the little beady eyes would just glow like they were pulsating. I was like, that's that's kind of freaky. Biden's um, eyes were glowing. Yeah, they were they were pulsating. I should say, not glowing, pulsating. Um, Geez, yeah. maybe that's a yeah. heart condition or something. I, I don't know. It's kind of freaking me out. Like he's trying to do some <laughs> kind of weird Jedi mind control. Um, like the body's giving out, but the mind is still there. Well, not really. I mean, where am I? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I hate it. I, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I, it's totally makes sense that um, he's not going to be in there that long. Well, let me just throw that little clip in there about him. Um, Okay. See if this it's very short. <laughs> if I don't get it to play, it would be even shorter than that. Now, when President Harris and I took uh, a virtual tour of a vaccination center in Arizona not long ago. Did you hear it? It's so quick. Jeez. I mean, really? Well, addressing well, Harris and I took uh, a virtual tour of a vaccination center in Arizona not long ago. I mean, President Harris, I mean, he's called her that more than once. I uh, got, whoop, what? But I remember one of his White House speeches what? where he pronounced her name Harriness. So. <laughs> Did you? What in the world was that? Was that, uh, was that Star right. Wars? Was that was Eric? That, Eric didn't know that I was going to do that. I was trying to throw that in there and be funny, but uh, let me play it one more time. Uh, again. Yeah, let me hit that again. Uh, well, this this is a lot to do. I know, I know. We need to. Oh, you know, what's that budget? Uh, what? Let's, what? What? Okay. What? I'm going to do this one what? more time. All right. Let's try Here it. it is. Not. Oh, you can think about it, but don't do it. That was supposed to play right after he called her President Harris and say that I was supposed to throw that in there real quick. You can think about it, but don't do it. That's Jackie Gleason from. Uh, oh, okay, from uh, Smokey, Smokey and the Bandit. Uh, okay. You can think about it, but don't uh, do it. So, but they're going to do uh, it. King Homeboy is that Homeboy eighty <laughs> eight? It is. And I checked is his not, profile, that's not, and that's not the yeah right. The real that's not the real old man. So don't yeah. Uh, so what were you saying, Eric? I'm sorry that that. Well, was... with um, with Biden, he's already called Vice President Harris Harriness. <laughs> Harriness. Oh, yeah. Well. He mispronounced her name, like in a what in a speech, like from the other night. Did he say Uranus? No. Harriness. Oh, oh. I'm sorry. If you done one of those wax tones, and then that image of him like tripping, like walking up the stairs into Air Force One. I mean, I thought we were. I know that's really nothing to be making fun of, of course. So I know that, you know, with him being like seventy-eight years old, you well, you know that yes, yes, he's definitely just those stairs. Well, you can't help, even though he's done done some very bad things in his political career. Like you, you, like in this case, you can't help but feel sorry for him, and because I think 
the truth is, is he ne- I think he clearly never wanted to be president in the first place because he, he because based on like his cognitive issues, um, I just don't see him really being all there. No, not at all. Well, yeah, I mean, I'll make fun of him sometimes when those things are funny, but you know, really it's not funny. If you really get down to the serious matter, it's not funny that this man is the president and more than likely won't, won't make it out through the year. But it's funny. They, they're also talking in this article where I I got that clip, um, that, evidently the white house goes around and they, they do transcripts of everything that he says. Well, in the official transcript from the white house, they inserted the word vice before he said president. So it's in brackets just to make it look like he didn't make that gaffe that day. I mean, if you look at the official written record, uh, of course, if you watch the tapes, which there's <laughs> they're everywhere, uh, you can see that he called her president Harris. Yeah. Yeah. There was a guy from PJ media, Stephen cruiser that commented on the issue saying it's a bit disturbing when the president of the United States can't remember who the president of the United States is. So I don't know that it's, he can't remember. It's just, I don't know. Maybe if he says more than four or five words at one time, uh, it's dangerous. I'm, I can't wait until was it Thursday they're going to have the press conference? That should be very interesting. Right. Um, although I think they already took the questions, and I don't know. <laughs> there probably won't be too much impromptu stuff going on at that time. I also thought it was funny. I think it was, uh, you know, since Biden's been kind of puffed up against Russia here lately that uh, – and accusing, you know, uh, Russia of some things that um, Putin has challenged him to a, a, a debate. Did you see that? Yeah, this whole thing, yeah, it's, 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 the wheels are about to come off, Donald Wayne. <laughs> so, but, you know, um, that's kind of scary. We can laugh about it when we're talking about it here, but but the whole, if you if you work this thing out, to its completion, I mean, we're in trouble. And I'm going to talk about Kamala in a little bit on, so I don't want to get too deep into it right now, but she's my subject for the night just because she seems to be getting closer and closer to the, uh, to the switch. So, but it's, it's really not funny. It's not funny that she's going to end up being president. Nope. So it's not. Yeah. Biden, uh, calling out Putin, uh, especially when he's on his um, green initiative kick to where, um, you know, we talked about it earlier to where he's putting, uh, you know, every country out there on notice as far as their use of oil and natural gas. Um, and when you talk, when you look at uh, countries like um, Russia and China who are heavily dependent on that and the middle east um we're we're about to get into the thick of something really heavy um, yeah and i don't know if they have an exit plan for that no well, i don't think that is the plan um <clears throat> but hey um 
Have you ever wondered, Donald Wayne, when you look up in the sky, who actually owns the moon? And it's crazy to even think that someone has to own it. Um, I thought the man in the moon owned it. Well, you know, I guess he ran out of cheese. But <laughs> um, <laughs> there's there's a space lawyer who actually has answered that question in a um, in an article uh, by um, Franz Vonderdunk a professor of space law at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Um, or Lincoln, Nebraska. How about that? Um, Nebraska, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know that. either I know way that you place. say it, it's in the same place. Um, <laughs> so the, the article says that most likely this is the, you know, the best-known picture of the American flag ever taken was Buzz Aldrin's standing next to the first U.S. flag planted on the moon, right? I mean, everybody's seen that photo, or if they haven't, you know, go, yeah. go uh, take a look at it. It's it's uh, it's actually pretty neat. Although Buzz Aldrin looks like he's kind of leaning forward, um, he's probably got to pee again. Um, <laughs> but for those who knew knew their world history, it also rang some alarm bells. Uh, only less than a century ago, back on Earth, planting a national flag in another part of the world still amounted to claiming that territory for the fatherland, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so plant your flag. Start, right. Plant your, <laughs> how many flags are on the moon? Well, I don't know, Doss. That's a good, that's a good uh, question. Uh, we haven't looked on the dark side yet. Um, so did the stars and stripes on the moon signify the establishment of an American colony? I don't know. Uh, when people hear for the first time that, this gentleman's a lawyer practicing and teaching something called space law. The question uh, that he gets asked most frequently uh, frequently is, um, so tell me who owns the moon? I mean, yeah, if you, if you're doing space law, I mean, I would, I would want to know. I mean, I would have another question, but I won't bring it up right now. Um, of course, <laughs> claiming the new national territories <laughs> had been very much a European habit, apply to non-European parts of the world. In particular, the Portuguese, the Spanish, the Dutch, the French, and the English created huge colonial empires, right? Um, but while their attitude was very Eurocentric, the legal notion that planting a flag was an act of establishing sovereignty quickly stuck and became accepted worldwide as part and parcel of law of nations. Um but, I mean, I don't think that's what they had intended, Donald Wayne, when they planted a flag there. No. Um, when they landed on the moon. No. Right. I, I doubt that seriously because, number one, uh, who are you in competition? I mean, nobody was really going to be able to do anything with it. So, uh, I think it was just more for show. And, you know, like planting the flag at, at, at top Mount Everest. I mean, just to show that you've been there. Uh, that doesn't yeah. mean that they own Mount Everest, so. But that is an interesting question. Yeah, I mean, so by 1969, decolonization may have destroyed any notion that non-European parts of the world, though populated, were not civilized and thus justifiably made subject to European sovereignty. However, there was not a single person living on the moon even life itself was absent. I mean, so far they haven't found anything that's living on the moon. Um, so still they, they keep going back to the question of whether 
Armstrong and Aldrin, by way of their small ceremony, did transform the moon, or at least a major part thereof, into U.S. territory? Um, and the answer turns out to be no. They, nor NASA, nor the U.S. government intended the U.S. flag to have that effect. I mean, they at that point, especially given uh, you know Apollo 13 and some of their other missions, they're just lucky. They're, they're just lucky to land on the moon. And, and make it back alive. Yeah. So, I mean, um, so, and, uh, and it says most importantly, that answer was enshrined in the 1967 outer space treaty, which I didn't know anything about to which both the United States and the Soviet union, as well as other space faring nations, faring nations had become a party. Uh, both superpowers agreed that colonization on earth, had been responsible for tremendous human suffering and many armed conflicts, conflicts that had raged over the last centuries. They were determined not to repeat that mistake of the old European colonial powers when it came to decide on the legal status of the moon. Uh, at least the possibility of a, of a land grab in outer space giving rise to another world war. Um, and, and they wanted to avoid that. So the, the moon became something of global commons, legally accessible to all countries. Two years prior to the first actual manned moon landing, they, they all agreed that, look, we're not going to fight over it. Um, and, um, you know, so the um, in the midst of the Cold War, this even included... Uh, so the case was closed. There's no need for space lawyers anymore then, right? So they, they made their decision that, you know, everybody was on agreement, and nobody was taking claim in it. And um, so while the legal status of the moon as global commons accessible to all countries on peace missions did not meet any substantial resistance or challenge, the Outer Space Treaty left further details unsettled. Uh, unsettled contrary to very optimistic assumptions made at the time so far humankind has not returned to the moon since 1972 making lunar land rights largely theoretical um and it goes on and we're not going to read the whole article but um you know, we'll, we'll, we'll post it on 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 our facebook page and on twitter but now as we're going back and we're going to make a base on the moon for further missions to Mars and other places that we won't mention. Um, <laughs> then, then who takes who, who claims control, <laughs> or or do we even have to claim control over it? It sounds like you know China and Japan are already working uh, the moon as well. So I don't. You know, it doesn't look like it still looks like there will not be someone who actually owns the moon, unlike Mars, where Elon Musk wants to be the president of Mars. And hey, let him it. let him go. Let him go yeah. there. And he can and, go uh, even further if he wants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He can go to your planet. Go. He can go right up to the alley to your planet. <laughs> But yeah, and, I, and I take a few was, people with you, Elon. Uh, right. Um, but I thought that was interesting that, you know, people continue to ask that question, who owns it? Well, 
I could, you know, I could see. Um, can you imagine how much it would cost to to fly enough materials to the moon to establish a base and and then people actually be able to live there? And of course, you know, be my luck if if I went to the moon and stayed somewhere on one of those bases, that'd be exact spot where a meteor shower would would hit the planet or hit the uh, moon. Well, and they say that the materials that they need to actually build the structures the um, for their moon base are actually, it's all there on the moon. So one of the problems is the temperature swings and the fact that, um, you know, using solar power won't be real efficient since a, um, a lunar night actually lasts for almost 14 days. <laughs> so yeah well um, and there's no wind so um <laughs> no not unless you make it <laughs> so and, and that's not going to help them out but yeah it's, it'll be interesting well you know maybe you know when our society advances to the star wars star wars age um oh. and you can actually travel of course then they probably won't need the moon but um, that's, yeah, that's a, a question. I, unless China gets there and decides they want to start populating the moon, you know, they're, right. they're ambitious. They're spending a lot more money on those kinds of things than we are. We, we've kind of cut back and, uh, everything that I've been reading about China here in the last week or so, it's, it's it's kind of disturbing. I mean, they're, they're working behind the scenes to, to gain their superiority in, in all right. kinds of areas. Um, Mark Levin was interviewing uh, a general, a, a retired general on his show tonight. I don't know if anybody saw it, but he was talking about how superior that the uh, Chinese forces are. Of course, we already talked about last week about the, the Navy is larger now. They have a larger Navy than we do. Although this general was saying that even though they have more ships, we still have better trained uh, you know, men and women on those ships. We have better trained sailors. Yeah, but I mean, you know, um, the sheer numbers of the force will outweigh that. Well, that um, means they, they have more that God they can stand to lose. <clears throat> right, right. And um, God forbid we ever get into a battle where someone decides to go ahead and use a nuclear arsenal, then it doesn't matter how many troops they have. But um, that would just set off a chain of events that we don't even want to think about. No, there wouldn't be much, much left to uh, to utilize unless I don't know. That's yeah. We won't we won't go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> no. So anybody plant a flag on your planet, Dennis Lee? Uh, no, I haven't felt it, so <laughs> okay. figure it's not there. <laughs> Okay. It's a good well, thing. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> it's thing. A good... That could be uncomfortable. <laughs> All right. So it has a it has a no entry sign on it, <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> One way only. Yes. Um did you see the story that uh Donald Trump is uh they're they're saying that he's going to develop his own um 
social media platform? I actually heard that on, on Fox today while I was working in the office. I heard that and turned up the volume. I was like, really? They're like, you know, doesn't matter if he can't get into Twitter. He's, he's taking care yeah. of matters yeah, he, into his own hands. He doesn't need them. Well, uh, it was an article. I think this was from fox.com, uh, I believe. I actually didn't put it in here. But anyway, uh, you know, for years that, that Trump was on Twitter, he amassed nearly 90 million followers before they shut him down. And um, this guy, Jason Miller, who is an advisor and spokesman for the former president, told Fox News, um, I guess it was actually today, must have been on yeah Sunday news, that he expects Trump will return to the social media in two or three months with his own platform that will completely redefine the game, he says, and attract tens of millions of users. Um, Trump said that they wanted him on parlor, even though there was uh, a phony report stating to the contrary that uh, it says, it says the man did not want him there, but didn't identify the man. I'm assuming that's the CEO. Uh, but Trump speculated that parlor would not be able to handle the amount of traffic that he could bring to that site. So that's that's his reasoning for not choosing to uh, have a, a presence on Parler. And um, so it says, if Trump truly starts his own site, I wonder if he'll return the favor and boot liberals off the site if he considers their content to be spreading lies and falsehoods. So, uh, you know, it could be turnabout is fair play, they say. Um, exactly. Let's see. And just a little side note in the same article, it mentioned that so far up to 20 senators and over 50 members of Congress have either called Donald Trump or made a pilgrimage to Mar-a-Lago to visit with him and talk about his, um, you know, his future plans. And it also had one little caveat down there at the bottom about, uh, he said, pay, be sure and pay attention to the news on Monday in Georgia because there's a big endorsement coming, which it, they've hinted that, that Trump is going to support somebody to run against um, our governor. <laughs> so oh, wow. um, that's supposedly is going, that news is going to be announced tomorrow. So we'll see. Well, it's, uh, you know, that's enough to uh, make you want to eat a chip. And, uh, <laughs> well, <it's>, a chip? <laughs> well, a yeah, actually, or a- uh, yeah, no, Doritos, um, you know, Frito. There's a there's a man that was arrested, arrested over um, the suspected hijacking of a Frito-Lay truck in Oklahoma City. Who would um, do that? <laughs> well, apparently this guy. Um the Frito There's Bandito. A, Frito Bandito. This is an article uh, <laughs> written by Zara Tayeb um, that uh, says a suspect has been arrested after hijacking a Frito Lay truck in Oklahoma City. City Joshua Carp, uh, thirty-four, allegedly seized the his opportunity while the truck's driver left the vehicle and entered the gas station. The New York Post reported. 
The person who reported the attempted theft saw someone get into the vehicle from across the street, according to news6.com. The huge truck, which was emblazoned with an image of Doritos chips, was uh, not difficult to spot for the police. After easily locating the vehicle, the police pursued its driver on an hour-long car chase through three counties. Police said the size of the truck made it hard to stop, (laughs) even though CARP only got about 65 miles per hour. (laughs) Um, Someone said, "I, I I would love to know the motivation of stealing a truck that's very, very easy to spot and doesn't even go very fast, said Captain Jeff Spruill of the Oklahoma City Police in a statement to KFOR. What do you think you're doing or you're going to do with a truck like that? Um, I'd, be cop, like, car, uh, <laughs> I'd be like stealing the Wienermobile. You know, the Oscar Mayer I mean, thing. I don't know if he had a bag of chips that he was eating while he was driving, but um, Carp reportedly tried to sideswipe a patrol car, causing police officers to shoot rifle rounds at his tires. <laughs> but he still kept going. The <laughs> chase eventually came to a stop just south of Enid, Oklahoma, as police officers were able to approach the slow-moving truck. Carp was arrested at that point and sustained no injuries, but did have all that Doritos dust all over his face, um, allegedly. <laughs> so wait a minute, he'll have Doritos he'll have dust. That. Yeah, that? Doritos what? dust. Is that like angel dust? Uh, what? What is that? Oh, whoa, whoa, Donald <laughs> I, I mean, mean I heard you? of the cocaine being laced on Kellogg's cornflakes, but uh, what? what kind no of drugs on Doritos? I mean, oh, you didn't hear about that? There was a, a there was 30,000 30, pounds or something like that of cocaine that was seized on some like foreign cornflakes. It wasn't Kellogg's. It was just they were just called cornflakes. So they <laughs> looked like they were sugar frosted, but it wasn't sugar. Um, <laughs> Golly, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think people are people bought that. Yeah, well, I mean, you'd been a little disappointed. Like, hey, man, kind of, <laughs> kind of got some grit to it, huh? What's something reminds yeah, me of a brand? I've still never heard of of Doritos dust. I mean, I've eaten a lot of Doritos, and I mean, unless you just stand there and, and jump up and down on the bag before you open it, I don't know. But well. Now that is just my terminology, Donald Wayne. They <laughs> oh, didn't you're... have Doritos dust in the article. <laughs> I just threw that in there. So, um, well, you should have just you... kept going with it, and then everybody could have wondered. I'm like, well, okay. people might start freaking out and calling up the Frito Lay <laughs> Company. You know what's going on with the Doritos dust? Um, you know, should we I'm... be worried? <laughs> no, no, yeah. you know, but it is flammable. Um, so don't light your fingers on fire. The, the dust. The dust, yes. Yeah, okay. Whew. That's a lot of work, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's is a lot of work. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. of course, though, 
those uh, nacho cheese Doritos, I mean, they, they can get kind of messy, almost as messy as those, right. um, those uh, what are those uh, orange things that you eat? The um, Oh, Cheetos. Cheetos, thank you. Yeah, the Cheetos, almost as messy as those. I mean, you, you know, so, and there could be some dust associated with that. Whoa. All right. Hey, well, Tony. so Dennis Lee, do you have a this day in history since it's on a twenty first of March? Oh, I'm glad you I'm I'm glad you said something, Donald Wayne. There's <laughs> always a day in history. And this day is no different. Um and this one actually um very important. Martin Luther King Jr. begins the march from Selma to Montgomery. Um in the name of African-American voting rights, 3,200 civil rights demonstrators in Alabama, led by Martin Luther King Jr., began a historic march from Selma to Montgomery, the state's capital. Federalized Alabama National Guardsmen and FBI agents were on hand to provide safe passage for the march, which twice had been turned back by Alabama State Police at Selma's Edmund Pettus Bridge. In 1965, King and his Southern Christian Leadership Conference, the SCLC, decided to make the small town of Selma the focus of their drive to win voting rights for African Americans in the South. Alabama's governor, George Wallace, was a vocal opponent of the African American Civil Rights Movement, and local authorities in Selma had consistently thwarted efforts by the Dallas County Voters League and the Student Nonviolent coordinating committee to register local black citizens. Although Governor Wallace promised to prevent it from going forward, on March 7th, some 600 demonstrators led by the SCLC leader, Hosea Williams, and SNCC leader, John Lewis, the late John Lewis, began the 54-mile march to the state capitol. After crossing the Edmund Pettus Bridge, They were met by Alabama state troopers and posse men who attacked them with nightsticks, tear gas, and whips after they refused to turn back. Several of the protesters were severely beaten and others ran for their lives. The incident was captured on national television and outraged many Americans. King, who was in Atlanta at the time, promised to return to Selma immediately and lead another attempt. On March 9th, King led another march, marching attempt, but turned the marchers around when state troopers again blocked the road. But on March 21st, U.S. Army troops and federalized Alabama National Guardsmen escorted the marchers across the Edmund Pettus Bridge and down Highway 80. When the highway narrowed to two lanes, only 300 marchers were permitted but thousands more rejoined the Alabama Freedom March as it came into Montgomery on March 25th. On the steps of the Alabama State Capitol, King addressed live television cameras and a crowd of 25,000 just a few hundred feet from the Dexter Avenue Baptist Church, where he got his start as a minister in 1954. That was this day in history, March 21st. And I remember all that. 1965. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. You ever been to Selma? Um, I haven't. I haven't, no. I did once. 
driving from Mobile up to uh, towards Tuscaloosa. I did, but it was a long time ago. Just just to see see that bridge. Oh wow. Um. Okay. <laughs> oh no. What happened? Does that mean it's time? Oh, I got the boys out. They must have been ready because you didn't even ask them. Let's start the year off right. Yeah, they got a little, they got a little jittery. Uh, well, thank you, boys. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it, boys. You're Homer and there. Jeff Rowe and yeah, just jump right in there. They're so comfortable now; you don't even have My to man. ask them to do it. Um, just three items now. As as I said the last time, I'm no longer doing the current national calendar day since it's now five minutes or less four minutes to midnight so i'm going to do tomorrow's national calendar days for monday march the 22nd so tomorrow is national bavarian crepes day dennis lee you bavarian like crepes? crepes bavarian yeah. crepes yeah, i'm not a huge fan you, you know, have you ever had a bavarian gra- cra- grape grape crepe <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna do that more uh... <laughs> no, no, I haven't. You ever put a crepe in your mouth, thing. Dennis Lee? Whoa, ho, ho, ho. Uh, never even been near a crepe. Um, no. Yeah, no, I, I'm not a big fan. No, They're okay. just like thin pancakes to me. Yeah, I think the the Bavarian are a little more hearty, but uh, yeah, they're still thin. Uh, Bavarian crepes are very thin pancake like dessert. They're typically made from wheat flour or buckwheat flour. I didn't know they used buckwheat flour. Buckwheat. Buckwheat. Yeah, I kind of like to say that, don't you? Yeah. Almost like buckshot, but. (laughs) Kind of rolls off my tongue rather uh, nicely. Obviously, you can't eat buckshot, (laughs) but. Or use it in cooking. But um, then you fill them and roll them. And then they're topped (laughs) with a glaze, fruit, chocolate, whipped cream. (laughs) Um, What in the heck is this? What happened? I don't know. I added something in here. I have no idea what it is. I'm not even going to try to read it. <laughs> Man, it, was, it. I don't even know what that is. Um, anyway, they're they're similar to French crepes, but uh, with the Bavarian crepes, you don't have to let the batter rest before you use it. So I didn't oh. know you had to let the French crepe batter rest. I mean, wow. Kind of a lazy crepe, isn't it? Yeah, I got a sentence here. It looks like it's in a foreign language. I have no idea what it what it's it says in Bavaria. Bavaria. Okay. Anyway. So that was Bavarian crepes. It's also now this one some people will appreciate. It's National Goof Off Day tomorrow. <laughs> so um it's uh an official day to relax, enjoy, and goof off. Uh you try telling that to your boss. Do something fun and leave the work until Tuesday. 
everybody needs to take a break from time to time. And it is so often easy to get involved in work and, and pressure in our lives that we forget to take a break and do something different. Um, let any goofy idea that pops up into your head be your guide. Make paper airplanes from seed packets. What kind of seed packets? <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I, I, it has to be, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's, it's talking the the burpee seed packets. I'm not sure. I um, don't think so. It says doodle, doodle <laughs> pictures of poodles and puddles in Peru. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Say that. Tell me this, Donald Wayne. <laughs> doodle pictures of puddles and no, no. Doodle Peter pictures of poodles. pick a doodle in your poodle. Um, oh, good. No, That's I, <laughs> I think it's illegal too in most states. Uh, in most states, yes. Uh, you can play the game of Jenga. You ever played Jenga? Oh, I like Jenga, yeah. And and then it says with randomly stacked spice jars. That sounds kind of risky if they're glass, Ooh, especially. Yeah. Or do the <laughs> do the obvious and spend your day in your pajamas doing nothing. I'll vote for that one. I'll vote yes. for that one. I'll get turn Netflix on and just watch movies all day. But that's so that's right. National Goof Off Day. Yeah. So okay. if you want to call in tomorrow and say, "Hey, you know, it's National Goof Off Day," uh, I'm really not supposed to have to come in today. Uh, I don't think that'll work, Donald Wayne. I no, just don't think it'll go well. No, no, probably not. Well, okay. I don't want to get you in trouble or anything. I appreciate you could, that. You could always say you heard it on Trice Talk. <laughs> see, I could uh, see how far that goes. Right. Say, say who? Uh, and the last one is a serious note. It's National Equal Pay Day. And this no. day is one that brings awareness to pay discrepancies between women and men for doing the same work. Uh, according, well, there you to, go. according to studies, women have to work more weeks in the year to earn as much money as a man does working fewer weeks doing the same job. So that's still an issue. Um it's ridiculous. In, in January of last year, the Pew Research, not Pepe Le Pew, but Pew Research, determined that in 2018, employers continued to fail to pay equal, equally skilled women the same amount of pay they would pay their male counterparts. While education gave women an edge, they still were paid on an average of 88% less than their male counterparts. I thought uh -huh. we had laws against that. I thought, I thought that, you know, of course I'm not in that legal workforce anymore, you know, being self-employed. So I just, it's hard to believe that that still exists today. Yeah. After all the attention has been paid to it for, I mean, that was an yeah. issue 20 years ago when I was still working for somebody well. else. You know, and I, you know, we have to take there's, you know, we have to take everything with a grain of salt. That might be a little falsity there, but you know, it's still, uh, uh, you know. Well, the pew people are they're too. they're fairly fairly uh, pew. The pew people, <laughs> they're they're uh, pretty prestigious. Uh, yeah, uh, I think there still is a. I believe that there still is a gap there. You know, for sure, and uh, not just among women. 
uh, you know, uh, among uh, ethnicities too. So it's a problem. It's still a problem that we have here in the United States that, that needs to be fixed. Uh, All right. Well, that's that's it. Wake oh, the guys well, up. Let me get, let me get the boys back out. Uh, let's see. What are y'all doing over here? Oh, the, the, put that down. Or just... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's going to smell that. Very good, boys. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we much. appreciate that. And I hope we pay them enough for all they do for us. Whoa, whoa, Donald Wayne. Don't say anything about that. <laughs> I mean, you know, equal pay. Listen, listen, don't bring the devil into this. <laughs> With that, they're, they're still trying to do a backdoor $15 an hour minimum wage thing. They're trying to attach it to another bill. All right. Did you hear about that? Mm, no, uh, I, I think they're, uh, golly, what bill were they trying to attach that to? I forgot now. Probably shouldn't have brought it up, but no, here we go. Yeah, they're, they're still trying. All right. Well, like I said, let me see what was I going to do with this. Let me, um, I want to talk about Kamala, Kamala, uh, Kamala, Kamala, Kamala. Comma, comma, comma. What's that song? Comma, comma. Comma, 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 chameleon. Yeah, yeah, comma, comma, chameleon. I don't know if that was a one-hit wonder from the 1980s or not. Oh, no, he had a a lot of hits. Yeah, he had more than that, right? Oh, yeah. Boy George. Boy George. Yeah. Well, didn't he drop the boy part and then went and started going by George? I don't don't know. Um, He may just be George now. So he had a rough life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris, golly, I can't get that right. She's, uh, you notice how she's, I mean, she's always in, I'll say always, most of the time she's in the pictures with president Biden. Have you noticed that? I mean, she's always in the background. I don't remember, uh, Pence being in the background. I mean, I guess on certain news conferences and things, but I mean, she's always there when we see him, except when he tripped going up the stairs to air force one, she wasn't in the picture then. Yeah. But, um, so I found this article since, uh, there's people thinking that, you know, uh, Biden may be close to, uh, close to time to, uh, pass the torch or pass the baton or whatever he's going to pass. And, um, so I found this article on, it's on American greatness. It's amgreatness.com and it's by Theodore Roosevelt Malik. Can you imagine somebody naming you Theodore Roosevelt Malik? Not at all. Um, so it was dated March the 19th. So it was this past week. And since it goes on to say that, um, we have all seen her and the, idiomatic cackle that she does that was i was trying to find her laughing on on on, uh on the internet and i found a lot of stuff but a lot of these sites that i mean some of them have like 10 or 15 
uh, clips of her cackling, but everybody, every one of them wanted you to sign up for that service. And I wasn't going to do that just to get her, her cackling. But, um, I did find one and the whole clip wasn't about the cackling, but I'm going to play that before I get in, get into the article. She, she's, <laughs> Whoa. what do you want to know? <laughs> what do you want to know? <laughs> Sounds like she was hiccuping. (laughs) Kind of freaked me out there, Donald Wayne. (laughs) Did you did you get all that? (laughs) Yeah, boy, that's a lot. What do you want to (laughs) know? What do you want to know? Oh my! My (laughs) Well, that's that's pretty standard for when she she gets the giggles, but she laughs about. Even serious things. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I think her and Hillary. I wonder if her laugh would make Fran Drescher's nanny laugh. Um, you know, look like child's play. That. <laughs> oh yeah, you remember you that one? Oh yeah. Her and Hillary and Fran Drescher all cackling each other. <laughs> no right. I, That's what um, we need to do. Put together a clip of those three laughing. Um, yeah, because uh, Hillary, they used to play that a lot. But she's oh, got wow. there. There's a bunch of clips, and and she laughs at the craziest things. And this interview, this was oh, Roseanne Barr's got a memorable laugh too. Oh yeah, she oh, did. Yeah. That would be another one to add to that. But although Rose Roseanne Barr would not support her, so right. Uh, but she was being interviewed on 60 Minutes when when I, I found that little clip, and she laughed four or five times during that interview about just the craziest stuff. Um, I think it was, is it Leslie Stahl maybe that was on 60 Minutes? And she asked her something about Donald Trump and his opinion about this. And she started cackling about that. So, but anyway, um, where was I with that? Let's see. We've all seen her idiomatic cackle. It is so haunting that it is difficult to forget. It is absolutely nightmarish. Now, this is the, the author, Theodore Roosevelt Malik, saying this. In fact, the cackle has become her hallmark and her very calling card. And likely soon, she will formally become our 47th president. A cackle is a harsh, raucous sound made when laughing. It resembles the cry of a goose. (laughs) The sharp manner recalls Shakespeare's crones that cackled of evil deeds. The cackle often follows pain and destruction to let you know that the villain is happy with his or her handiwork. In other words, the cackle is pure, arrogant pride. Kamala Harris, for the moment, junior to sleepy Joe Biden, the oldest president in the long American saga, is acting president. Within months, however, as many predicted, Joe will be declared unfit for office and pronounced medically senile. He will either step down, fall down, or be pushed down by his own party, and she will assume full title and be sworn in. It is inevitable. The transition is already underway in full view for all to see. He goes on to say, in the Oval Office daily, taking calls from foreign heads of state, which I've heard that a number of times here recently, the <laughs> he refers to her as the cackler-in-chief, is elbowing her way into complete and supreme power. She most certainly is not Joe's nurse, but the executive leader in waiting. 
in her blank pant blank. No, must be black <laughs> in her blank pantsuits in her bl black pantsuits behind the resolute desk. She obviously has adroitly positioned herself, or perhaps it is more accurate to say someone else did so on her behalf, making her something of a puppet cackler that somebody mm. is Barack Obama, only Kamala's most recent promoter. Let's look at her qualifications to be commander in chief, keeper of the secret codes and what they pretend for the United States. We have had vice presidents accede to the presidency before after illnesses or assassinations. Most have proved to be weak, ineffective and short lived. A few made it on their own, but they are the exception rather than the rule. Think of Millard Fillmore, Chester A. Arthur, Andrew Johnson, or Gerald Ford. Kamala Harris, the most left-wing senator in the entire United States Senate, was herself a candidate for the presidency against golden oldie Joe Biden. Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden way back in 2019. At that time, she attacked Joe Biden's lackluster record, decrying his age, his judgment, his policies, and his groping of women. With just about 1% of Democrat voters choosing her, she dropped out of the presidential contest. But then she ended up becoming the vice presidential running mate because a woman of color was seen as desirable, if not mandatory, so as to placate progressives. Then he goes on to say that there's no actual qualifications necessary for that job. Kamala's father was a Jamaican Marxist economist who got a token placement at Stanford. He has admitted that his aristocratic family of some wealth actually owned slaves in the colonial era. era. After a few years, he divorced Kamala's mother, who he had <clears throat> met in the 1960s at Berkeley. His mother was an Indian of the highest uh, Brahmin caste, I believe that's how that's pronounced, who was a medical researcher. With her sister, they uh, moved to Montreal for her entire youth. I, I don't remember her them talking about her living in Canada. Do you? No, I don't remember that. Um. Yeah, I, I don't remember her living in Canada, but she uh, that's where she learned French, it says, uh, living in Canada. So maybe that does make sense. Uh, then she returned to the all-black Howard University. Um, Harris became <laughs> more involved in racial antipathy and protest. She came to see herself as sort of a victim Turning to law school in California, she was soon ready for her big break. Uh, let's see. It goes on to say, becoming, I'm not sure what that is there. Hmm. Uh, looks like she took over uh, an assembly seat for Willie Brown. And Kamala sealed her political future and received jobs, promotions, and eventually ran for office herself in San Francisco, all with uh, Willie Brown's blessing and financial backing. The overly ambitious star dropped 
him when she ran for state attorney general in order to avoid scandal. Winning a close race, she became not just a local favorite, but gained national attention. After two controversial terms, she threw her, her hat into the ring to take over the seat of the retiring Democrat California Senator Barbara Boxer. With the support of Obama's, Harris ascended one rung higher. Um, let's see. Let's see if that's okay. It says here, he goes on to say, a total hypocrite. Harris had her high point in the two Democratic primary debates where she performed swimmingly, largely because she tore into Joe Biden by insinuating he was a racist on the busing questions decades ago. She told a moving story about her own school, which turns out was also fabricated as her yearbook clearly shows. Notably, the Uber woke slick poll said that she would be a prosecutor president, whatever that is. Perhaps she would fall into uh, and go after prison reform. More likely she would be an attacker in the endless culture wars upon which she thrives. The records show as California Attorney General Harris put more than 1,500 mostly poor black and brown men in jail for smoking or possessing pot. But then she laughed about smoking weed in college when she was listening to Tupac Shakur, who strangely would not release his debut album for another five years. So uh, obviously she forgot who she was listening to that particular day. Kamala Harris has built a monumental career out of hypocrisy and dishonesty. The soon-to-be president sets new low standards even for a politician. One thing she does consistently is to oppose the constitutional rights of individuals on speech, on assembly, on bearing arms, on fair trials, and just about everything. Kamala and please pronounce her name correctly or you will be in really big trouble. The now future president of the United States, a chief cackler well beyond the novice abilities of a Hillary Clinton or Nancy Pelosi is, make no mistake, a woke authoritarian. You know what I'm saying? Authoritarian. Authoritarian. Yeah, Thank you. yeah that, that too. One, yeah. That one. Jeez. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I could tell you had your tongue tied there for a minute. I certainly, well, it's tied and fried, but, um, <laughs> but the last thing he says, her phony phoniness is fraudulence in spades, but her cackle pure evil. I'm not quite sure where he got that, but he, um, I mean, there, there wasn't a lot of facts to that other than there was a couple of things that he was quoting that, that she <coughs> that she told during the presidential campaign that were lies uh, that were, were proven to be lies by the media. So, but it, you know, I would say, you know, we, we were talking about this back in December. Uh, we just felt like that Joe Biden would not, I didn't think he'd finish out this first year. And um, I think it's be becoming more and more apparent that there's other people even the media is starting to talk about Joe Biden and, and his uh, frailty. So right. we may, you know, the only thing we can hope for 
is that in 2024, if she is president at that time, that uh, there will be a lot, lot more Republicans that will do better about voting than they did the last election. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Dennis Lee. I've got this big picture of her on, on well, the top of this where it says President Cackle. Uh, yeah. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to try to post that <laughs> on Facebook. Well, I mean, she looks well, like a happy uh, person. I, I'll have to say that. Well, I bet she is. I mean, you know, marijuana will do that for you. Um, um, I, I'm sorry. One other thing I meant to add to that. I don't think it's on yours. You know, talking about this thing about uh, all those people that she put in jail for, for smoking marijuana did you hear the story where they've let some people go at the white house because they've admitted to smoking marijuana which they told them in the beginning during their interviews that you know moderate marijuana use which you know what what is moderate marijuana use um was okay they weren't going to frown upon it but then as they got pressured a little bit later then they decided they had to go ahead and let them go but they got a vice president that's admitted to smoking marijuana. So what hypocrisy? Yeah. I mean, how can you do that? Are we going to, are they, Hey, maybe they can use that as an excuse to, uh, fire Kamala Harris. Kamala. Um, all right. But that hour is moderate. That (laughs) (laughs) what? You better have glaucoma. Uh, I do. I, I I do. Uh, glaucoma, uh, joint pain. Yeah. Oh, well, oh. <laughs> no pun, no pun no, intended. No, no. Where's the where's the drum? I don't have any. Oh, where's the rim boy. shot? Try whoa, rim shot. Yeah, that's right. Try the meatloaf over the bow. The um, well, you know, there's a story on Politico that the Republican. Attorney generals take the blowtorch to Biden's agenda. And this was an article by David Siders. Um, says Republican attorney general are suing the Biden administration over the Keystone XL pipeline and over its immigration and climate policies. One is challenging the White House um, House's $1.9 trillion coronavirus relief package. Others have raised the specter of a constitutional challenge to the voting rights bill, H.R. 1. And that's just this month. With their party out of power in the White House and Congress, the nation's 26 Republican attorneys generals have emerged as weapons uh, as the weapons division of the GOP reprising a role played by Democratic Attorney Generals during the Trump era, just as Democratic AGs served as the vanguard of the blue state resistance, Republican AGs are leading the charge to stymie President Joe Biden's policymaking agenda. Um, it says we're standing up and fighting back, said Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt, who is leading a coalition of states suing Biden over an executive order pertaining to the social cost of greenhouse gas emissions. Um, Republican Attorney General said Schmidt, vice chair of the Republican Attorney General Association, plays a very important role in checking a very aggressive administrative state 
that's been unleashed. Um, only two months into Biden's term, the breadth of challenges from Republican-led states to the president's agenda is already expansive, touching on everything from tax policy to climate change and abortion. Five Republican attorney generals interjected themselves into his appointment process, urging Biden to withdraw his nominee for the number three position at the Justice Department, Vanita Gupta. And the legislation is likely just beginning as Biden and the Democratic-controlled Congress unwind Trump-era policies and begin to implement their own. It is the rise of the Republican AGs as the counterweight to the Biden administration's overreach, said Mark Weaver, a Republican strategist and former deputy attorney general of Ohio. This is the natural tension between and natural tension and the balance of power, right? He says leaders in government will use whatever levers of power are available to them to advance their policy goals. And state Republican attorney generals have the ability to bring lawsuits, and that's what they're doing. <clears throat> state attorneys generals have traditionally assumed a more prominent position in Washington when a president of the other party is in power. Texas Governor Grab, uh, Greg Abbott, when he was state attorney general, sued the Obama administration so frequently that he said in 2013, I go into the office in the morning, I sue Barack Obama, then I go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's an agenda to die for. Right. What are you doing today? Well, I'm going to sue Barack. <laughs> then I want to clock out. Um, years later, Democrats returned the favor. Former California Attorney General and newly confirmed Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Becara alone filed no fewer than 100 lawsuits against the Trump administration on issues ranging from health care and immigration to climate change and gun control. Um, the challenges Republicans are now mounting against Biden represent the other side of the coin from the Democrats bringing literally hundreds of lawsuits against the Trump administration, which in turn built on a trend of Republicans suing Obama, said Rob McKenna, the former Republican Attorney General of Washington and former president of the National Association of Attorneys General. Um, he said one reason for the proliferation of such litigation is that successive administrations are relying increasingly on the use of executive orders. So they leave themselves open to legal challenges about the extent of executive power. And we've seen, you know, that executive pen just burning up the paper lately, you know, haven't we? Since really yeah. the beginning um, of his of his stint in the office, Um on the political side, McKenna said the base of each party, Democratic and Republican, expects their attorney general to step up and fight for issues that the base believes in. There's a higher expectation now that the AGs are going to be active. And if you don't step up, you're likely to come under fire from people in your own party. Um that was more obvious than ever in the aftermath of the November election following then-President Donald Trump's defeat 
it was Texas embattled Attorney General Ken Paxton who led a failed effort by Republican-led states to overturn the election in several battleground states, though not his own. The Attorney General of Utah, Senator Reyes, uh, crossed state borders to advance Trump's baseless claims of voter fraud in Nevada, although, you know, baseless is... uh, Anyways, and an arm of the Republican Attorneys General Association sent robocalls encouraging people to attend the Stop the Steal rally at the Capitol on January 6th. RAGA officials distanced themselves from the call and condemned the ensuing riot. At least one Republican state attorney general who declined to join the effort to overturn the election, Idaho's Lawrence Wasden, um, there you go, Robert, has faced recriminations in his home <laughs> state with Republican lawmakers there attempting to curb his power. To Democrats, invo- uh, the involvement of Republican attorneys generals in the election's aftermath was something more uh, pernicious. Pernicious? Pernicious? Yeah, pernicious. Let's go with that. Um, than typical partisan warfare. Rather, it was something that we just haven't seen before, said Maura Healy, the Massachusetts Attorney General and co-chair of the Democratic Attorney General's Association. Um, There can be fights, said Healy, who was a leader of the Democratic Attorney General's resistance to Trump. There can be challenges to figuring out the scope or the extent of the federal authority over a state for example, right? And there may be a Republican philosophy around that and a Democratic philosophy around that, too. So we're used to those battles. Okay, but this is something different. Now, she said, unfortunately, it seems that there are certain Republican AGs who seem hell-bent on trying to stop Biden and Harris administration from moving forward, and I think it's unfortunate. Do you? Do you really think it's unfortunate? (laughs) Um, Alabama's Republican Attorney General Steve Marshall said the extent of Republicans' legal challenges against Biden will depend on how aggressive the administration is, largely around executive actions. Um, But GOP Attorney Generals will not not only be attempting to block elements of Biden's agenda, he said, they will also be seeking to preserve Trump-era policies that Democrats sue to undo, and that Republican attorney generals will now intervene in an effort to preserve. How much litigation Republicans ultimately file, Marshall said, really depends on how aggressive this administration wants to get in pushing the envelope relating to the separation of powers and executive authority. Um. McKenna, like other attorney generals and former attorney generals of both parties, noted that attorney general continue uh, generals that continue to continue to work across the aisle on significant issues such as consumer protection, big tech, and the opo- opioid epidemic. Um, <clears throat> which you know, if you look at who's making the vaccines. Guess who was making the opioids? Anyways, 
That's for another day. Jim Hood, the former Democratic Attorney General of Mississippi and a former president of the National Association of Attorneys General, said on those types of issues, we have traditionally reached across party lines, still do to this day and will in the future. Mm -hmm. Iowa's Tom Miller, a Democrat and the nation's longest serving attorney general, agreed. I bet he did. He said the Republicans' more partisan filings amount to quite a few lawsuits in a short time, but he said it remains to be seen if the GOP's overall efforts will become more expansive than his own parties were during the Trump era. I doubt that. Um, It also is not clear how significant a problem the Republican attorneys general will be for Biden, he said. Miller, who endorsed Biden ahead of the Iowa caucuses last year, Robert, said uh, Biden is assembling an incredible Justice Department with Attorney General Merrick Garland. One of, uh, of the Republican lawsuits, Miller said he's going to be well represented in court. So, yeah, as president, he has a lot bigger concerns than that, like remembering his name. Um Jeez. Or or who's president. Or who's president. And, you know, um, for them to bitch about, you know, what um, our attorney generals are, are doing, filing suit against these executive orders, and really against the, um, the monstrous green energy uh, directives that this administration has, um, is laughable. You know, for everything that they did uh, during the Trump administration, um, this is very, this is just a drop in the bucket what the Republican attorney generals are doing. And, um, you know. Well, yeah, they were, they consistently fought Trump on on a lot of his executive orders and and took him to court. And um, they even took him to court when he was trying to ban, you know, during the COVID pandemic. outbreak last year uh right. they were cha- they were taking him to court on um, some of those bans that he put on on certain countries and it's just right. so why is it i mean we keep saying hypocrisy is certainly not uh a memory loss thing it's just they don't care the rules do not right. apply to both sides of the aisle and it's become more apparent this year as each and every week that goes by, it's just, it's proven. And, um, the question is, you know, how are we going to deal with it? Right. If, um, and the biggest thing right now is, is what they do in the Senate and whether they, you know, if they try to do away with the filibuster and make it easier for the Senate to pass stuff with Kamala Harris, course if if she ends up having to step up as president then uh um i'm not sure what that well i guess we talked about that before the uh right. the senate pro tem right well but, senate pro tem would be patrick Leahy of vermont currently oh lord well we wouldn't be any better off well I, you know i think it would still um be a 50 50 tie um Unless you have more moderate, like Democrats, to shift over to the to the Republican caucus, 
like Joe Manchin of West Virginia, for starters. Yeah, I mean, he so shows some promise on some issues, but um, but it, it remains to be seen how how much he'll buck his own party to. Uh... Well, him and John Tester of Montana are already bucking Joe Biden on the. Um, the Keystone Pipeline executive order, along with the 22 states that are already suing the Obama, excuse me, the Biden administration. Well, yeah, I think he's, you know, because of the the clean energy. Because, because the gas prices are going up and that, and the, and that so-called Green New Deal, which is, we all know, is dead on arrival. Right. Yeah, I, I keep thinking about the the solar jobs that they keep talking about, and I know, like, I mean, Atlanta, our climates. I mean, we get a lot of sunshine here, but we also have. I mean, sometimes we'll have three and four days stretches of no sun at all. Oh, that I'm is not, true. I, I'm not quite sure. I think about that when those days come up. Like, uh, how many batteries are we going to have to have to get us through that? Right. Um, or, or you just start <laughs> prioritizing appliances that you use in your house. Well, like, because it, if, if you did away with the, the oil and petroleum industry, then you, you automatically have to do away with manufacturing jobs. But, but, and, you know, and, and then the thing about, like, we, we have hydroelectric, like where they build dams you know, along rivers and streams to create lakes and water goes to those turbines to create electricity or, or in or nuclear power plants, for instance, where um, the, the, the French are the only people we know that, that have really mastered nuclear energy to, the, to where, you know, you know, we could avert like a three-mile island incident or, or a disaster like Chernobyl or Fukushima. Yeah, what is Georgia Power? Oh, bless has... you, bless you, Eric. I'm not, I wasn't a sneeze. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> I, I, I am kind of walking around my kitchen. Hopefully, that's not making too much noise. It has <laughs> um, at least one nuclear reactor in Georgia. Georgia Power does. Uh, Plant Vogel. That's yeah, I, yeah. That's down below that's Augusta. In, I thought we had one up in Cartersville. Um, I wasn't aware of there being one up there around Cartersville, unless that's something completely different. Oh, I need to move yeah. south then. <laughs> yeah, I'm only about 30 miles. But, but, I, but I know of Plant Vogel out not far from Augusta. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking about. Yeah, it's, you know, the, the, the uh, attorney generals for the various states, the Democrat states did the same thing to the Trump administration and, uh, but it just doesn't matter. And the, and the media doesn't pick that up. They don't make those comparisons. They just talk about, you know, the, the Republicans and their desperate attempts. I did see another story about, uh, Arizona, the judge approved them recounting so many thousand votes in a particular County. I believe. Did you see that story? Not that it'll make any difference to anything, other than no, if, if they find out that it's if they if they find that there was some fraud in that. Yeah, they they've gotten permission to go in and look at the voting machines and everything. Now that's one particular oh, wow. judge, but as we've seen, 
before in this country. It seems like you get a district judge that one that'll rule in your favor and then somebody up a little higher up the food chain uh, rules against you. Uh, wow. but yeah, they're supposed to restarting. I, I don't have the county name, but I saw the article yesterday and uh, it's a big deal. It's supposedly a big win for Arizona. And again, all it'll do is make a point. So I'm hoping that if they're going to all this effort that, that this one at least pans out with some information that, that shows what a lot of people suspected about the, about the election. Not that we can change it. Yeah. We're, we're, That's not the issue thing. now. The issue now well, is just to show that where the fraud existed and then have a case for trying to eliminate it next year. Cause we're not that far from getting geared up for the 2022. No, I mean, as soon as the election is over, it's time to start building up for the next election. You know, pretty much. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, uh, governor Kemp better. He's, he's got some, got some work to do if he's going to try to get reelected. Uh, I think Kemp's out. But the only thing that worries me about that thing with Kemp is, um, is that going to leave the door open or is it going to make it easier for a Democrat to come in and take over the state? And then we are in trouble. Um, yeah, it I would hope it worse. doesn't, doesn't fracture the Republican party. If, uh, if Kemp right. gets primaried and then you uh, also got to remember with our elections, we have a, a two round voting system. If, in the in the main election, you don't get that fifty percent plus one vote. Um, the two candidates that got the most total votes would advance to what is called the runoff. Right. Yeah. And that applies in like the primaries and the general. That's what cost us Purdue. <laughs> it was so close. Uh, he couldn't. He couldn't pull it out. So. And then he he didn't make it the second round. They they well, you know, the Republican establishment, you know, just got complacent is what happened. Well, we can't. We and can't. then and then the allegations of vote, voter fraud and irregularities, you know, not being being investigated and and the courts not looking into it, seeing how they clearly don't have the the the, the courage to um to to look into it further when clearly these allegations are becoming harder and harder to ignore. And you already have people like Sidney Powell being sued by Dominion alongside Rudy Giuliani and Mike Lindell, who are saying like the, you know, like the, the price tag that Dominion and, and company is like suing them for. They're like, bring it on. We'll do discovery because that, that means their books wind up being audited. We haven't seen Rudy on uh, TV much lately. Well, but well, that well, that's the news cycle there for you. Maybe, maybe he's spending all of his time talking with his lawyers. I, I did, or, and it's a wonder, you know, that they've not gone after Lynn Wood either. I did see a question raised uh, this last week. Now that the uh, Washington was at the Washington Post that had to, to do that kind of back up a little bit on that story they did about what uh, Trump actually said to that uh, person in the uh, secretary of state's office. Um, 
but they had that actual recording. And, and so somebody uh, posted this past week. It was, it was on a news story. Why, why didn't Raffensperger's office, you know, clarify that sooner? Why didn't they step up and clarify it instead of it taking, um, what, three months for something to come out and for the Washington Post to have to, to kind of restate that story? back up on the on the verbiage on it uh, but why didn't raffensperger's office come in and say well wait a minute they didn't go down that way but he was he was kind of quiet about that so i'm still not sure where raffensperger's uh place is here what the heck was that what in the world well it sounded like Bozo the Clown blew a horn or something. <laughs> I don't know if one of y'all's phone notifications went off. Um, I, I got... Uh, I'm excited because we tweeted something, got, to, tweeted something got, up just now. Must be an insurrection. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you, we can't say that. We can't say that. We'll, whoa, we'll, whoa. we'll be targeted. Oh, they're, they're, yeah. we're, we're way past being targeted, Donald Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but now I got the Homeowners Association looking for oh, me. Oh, well. They'll uh, be so monitoring a, my, so, my uh, communications. We're uh, going to get him on something. Uh, we've got him. Well, you know, I was the only one on this street with a, a Trump sign in the yard and a, and a Purdue sign in the yard and Kelly Leffler sign, so... They they already had my number before before today. Well, and the thing about like the Secretary of State's office, you know, getting that call from Donald Trump and Donald Trump speaking to a GBI investigator, who who we know was a woman. Um, the the Washington Post, you know, wound up having to retract that story because because they knew they were getting ready to be sued for reporting false and misleading information. Yeah, but they had the phone call, Eric, and I just, I wonder why people didn't try to push back um, on but that Basically, sooner. like the, it, it was all just taken out of context to fit a political narrative from, from what it appears. Yeah, but you'd think Republicans would jump in there and say, hey, well, now, wait a minute, that's not what went down, but yet they let that story float around for for three months, in fact. That, that should tell you how, how complicit some Republicans are, too. Well, right. That's that's the concern about Raffensperger and uh, e even up to the governor's office. We're not really sure, even though Kemp, Kemp says, you know, I, I don't know. I, it's just I don't know why somebody in there didn't step up and say, now, wait a minute, this this is false. This is not the way it went down. This is not what was said. And they could have mm -hmm. they could have played that three months ago and, and put that to in rest. It's entirety, yeah. They could have put that to rest, but they didn't. They chose not to. And my question is why, you know, I think it, it sounds like some sort of grandstanding scheme went on. Politicians. What can you say? Right. But, but besides that, he, and you probably might've saw this week where, um, Jen Psaki, um, said the C word in one of the white house press briefings about like the border crisis, you know, that C word. And, and she wound up having to walk it back. Um, 
Whoa, uh, which C word is that? Yeah, I'm, I'm just, uh, Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I'm thinking of all kinds of stuff in my head there, Eric. So I'm, I, I'm glad Dennis said it because I'm thinking, okay, you want to act like an idiot and not even know what he's talking about? I'm thinking, yeah. is this is this a dirty word we're talking about here? I, I had no. something <laughs> in my head because so, saying that we have a crisis on the border—that's a big no-no, according to to the Biden Harris administration. You're right. Yeah, yeah, and well, I think was did, did it look like she did that mistakenly or was a, a slip up? Or I mean, it... I can't really tell unless you were to search for that video and and listen to it and and because you'd probably have to listen to her demeanor and you would probably have to look at her body language and, and how she expressed that. Well, she looks like, uh, she's starting to crack a little bit. I think some of them are getting to her. It's just my, yeah. my, but, uh, but you know what Jen Saki will say, we'll circle back around to that. <laughs> I mean, she smiles a lot or did. And, but I think that's starting to, I think because actually some of the other news media are starting to push her on a few things, which I'm surprised. Uh, I don't quite understand their motivation for that. Um, but maybe they're actually growing a spine. Some of them. Mm-hmm. But all right. Well, this will be the week, well, but I guess some, some of those conversations will have to continue on another episode. So Thursday night, we'll get to talk about the uh, Biden's press conference, I guess. Or, or are they calling it a press conference, right. news conference? Is that what it is? Yeah, we'll get to talk about that on Thursday night. Oh, boy. Let's see how many times he calls Kamala president. Uh, we'll, um, we'll find out or if he calls her Heroness again. <laughs> sure. I, what was I'm that, just, Eric? I'm Every time oh, okay. he says that, I I, I kind of cringe a little bit because I'm yeah. trying to think, you know, what what that's in reference to. But I I, I get you, I get you. All right, well, um, Dennis, leave. We're ready, I guess. Uh, Eric, if you want to do some promo, well, so we, um, yeah, we're ready. Yeah, you know, and a special thank you, of course, to Lady Me and Jess Duck, the dude Sean and DJ. Leisha Lashes, Sir Minty, Sean, Homeboy88, Pink Squirrel, Dose, Alpha Mike, Chris Unplugged, Corey.Rock, Lara, and Tony Vino, and uh, other friends who joined this live cast. And, you know, we couldn't have done it without you. And and anybody wondering why, you know, BP49 has been absent, and I'm sure y'all, you both might be aware of this, that his mother sadly passed away last Sunday. So our thoughts and prayers are with BP 49 and his yeah, family. Definitely, definitely. Hopefully he'll be so back, sorry. back on very soon. We, even though we saw him Friday night over on the slightly serious show. Um, but, but I know y'all will probably be staying in contact with them, like off the air, you know, yeah, you, know we, you know, being that we, like moral support for him. We were looking for him, you know, last week and, and sent him an email and, and he responded that, talking about you know his mother passing so yeah we we sent him a, a response to that but yeah our yeah. prayers go out to he and his family and of course then thank you to the, the listeners listening to the published episodes on download and um and you know and, and th- this thursday on podbean um if you all read the super chat i posted earlier um 
Thursday, March 25th on Podbean Live is Eric Kirk Appreciation Day. And you, you'll, of course, be seeing me at the Chit Chat with the Old Man show, the John DeVito show, Comics is Culture, as well as the Slightly Serious show and tries to talk with the Forgotten Tunes and the Mr. Clean show. But even if I don't make it into to, to other shows that might be on opposite those shows, I know people will have to be thinking about me, including Dennis Lee's Tall Tales of the Rabbit Hole and and the great Podbean shows to look out for on Podbean Live include um, the A Day in the Life of Me podcast with Lady Me, which is on opposite us right now. And, you know, Homeboy said something about doing his Rational Rage Network podcast show also op- opposite us or, or another night. Um, but, you know, in, in the morning, you've got the chit chat with the old man weekdays at 10 a.m. Eastern plus his Music shows Friday nights at 11 p.m., Sunday mornings at 9 a.m., and Sunday afternoons at 5 p.m. These are all Eastern time. Um, this week, um, John DeVito will have shows like Friday, this Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. He'll be interviewing the actress who played Zuzu in the 1946 Christmas classic, It's a Wonderful Life. If you remember that scene of, look, Daddy, teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. That, that, that's Zuzu. Um, yeah, and then thir- yeah. Thursday, he'll have a show on after the old man. Um, R- Robert will be doing the Mr. Clean Music show Monday, Wednesday, and Friday around around the times of 4 and 5 p.m. Eastern time. And Tuesday, Tuesdays and Thursdays around 1.30 a.m. Eastern time. Um, you've also got Cummings' as Culture weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern time, so be on lookout for him. And Wednesday and Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern time, you've got Frankie D's Crib. Weeknights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, you have the Slightly Serious Show. Um, unless, you know, work forces uh, Slightly himself to have to work overtime, so he would be delayed until 12.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Um, and, of course, Chris will be doing the Forgotten Tunes weeknights at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And, and then come the weekend, you have Chris Unplugged and the Two Peas in a Podcast Show on Friday evenings along with David's Mysteries of the Paranormal, Fridays at 9 p.m. and Mondays at 11 p.m. Eastern. Um, and then on the on Saturdays, you've got Lyrical Axes around 8.30 p.m. Eastern time, as well as the It's a Doomsday podcast with Jester and company, and and the, and the hot new Podbean show, The Turfy Show, with John Mann and Mary, um, if anybody's checked them out. And other Podbean friends to be on the lookout for include Pink Squirrels, whose podcast is this anyway. Lauren Lou's communication station, you know, and and a host of other podcast friends, and also a shout out to Ralph from the Ralph William podcast and Steve and Tanya from the Just Another Day in Paradise podcast, and a few other podcast friends that haven't been on Podbean lately. Ho- hoping they'll be back soon with new episodes and and, and so many more. Um, and now you've got Dennis Lee, who's going to tell you how you can get in touch with Tall Tales of Rabbit Hole and Trice Talk, as well as the as the new schedules. Well, thank you, Eric. We greatly appreciate that, sir. Um, yeah, if you want to, you know, put your arms around us, you know, grab us, um, do that on Twitter. Uh, so you can do that at Tristalk WG Moon on Twitter. You can email us at Tristalk 69 PTS at gmail.com with any comments, suggestions, or complaints. Um, you can get us on Facebook at Tristalk. I encourage you to follow us there where all of our 
um, shows are posted and articles from the shows are posted and, um, you know, other things that um, we may see that uh, need to be put on there. And, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, follow us on Facebook. <laughs> and then <laughs> you can get us on Spotify at Tristalk and even Amazon Music at Tristalk. And we're on every Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern. And um, with many pods in between. And Donald Wayne, I tell you, you've been burning it up with the mini pods. They've been great. Well, thank you. Really enjoyed listening to them. I appreciate Uh, it. And uh, if you want to get weird, explicit, um, you can go over to Tall Tales on the Rabbit Hole every Sunday, uh, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9.30 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone. Um, to where we talk about it, alien abductions, conspiracies, Bigfoot, whatever. Um, just, uh, you know, <laughs> we don't accept any weirdos, um, like to the point of being sick or whatnot. You'll be booted off. But uh, we try to have fun and bring some of the strange truths to the table. But we appreciate you. We love you. We couldn't do it without you. We also have uh, also on Parlor as well. Um, oh, Parlor, yeah, Parlor. Uh, but I haven't found a way to post the shows there on Parlor yet. I don't know that they allow that on Parlor. Um, You'll figure it out. Yeah, I just get that technical staff in here. I think they they're due on Wednesday, so maybe that'll <laughs> help out. But yeah, also on Parlor. And, of course, as soon as Donald Trump gets his new uh, social media site started, you can count on us being there. Um, all right. Let's see. Was there anything else? I guess not. I guess you uh, still got your closing thought of the night. I still have a closing thought. But we, we appreciate everybody that joined us tonight. We appreciate you coming in and spending time with Love us. Love you and God bless you, everybody. each one of our episodes. Um we uh, let's see. All right, I've, this one tonight. This one is a, a closing thought by Buddha, <laughs> and it says that um, thousands of candles can be lighted from a single candle, and the life of the candle will not be shortened. Happiness never decreases by being shared. So how's that for deep for Very Buddha? Deep. No, uh, it gives me somewhere special. I, I like that. <laughs> kind of reminds me of of uh, the candlelight service at Christmas uh, at at church, where we would mm-hmm. one person gets mm-hmm. a candle and they light everyone in the room. It's it's kind of a neat neat ceremony. All right. Well, I guess uh, Dennis Lee. Let me see what I can put in here to push us out of here with maybe we'll just do this well might have to turn it down <laughs> it's the time to turn over, out the lights no Dennis Lee well that we're heading on over <laughs> jiggle the light that's what the toggle yeah yeah pull that toggle down <laughs> See you stay next time. safe everybody <laughs> Bye.
Don't see you all the shine Cause it's a little bit dirty 